You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the Packernet Podcast. I am your host and resident panelist, as always, Ryan Schlipp. Check us out online, packernet.com. Find me on Twitter, pack underscore data. Well, I don't know how this is going to go. I have spent an insane, insane amount of time gathering up clips to be able to do Laughing at the Enemy for the Bears. Found a decent amount for the Vikings as well. Went back and found more for the Bears. And, um... I'm thinking there's so much here, we might have to split this up a little bit. Um, I was thinking of doing news and notes first and then doing one, but it's like, I don't know, I don't know if I have time. <laughs> so a very abbreviated news and notes, perhaps. Uh, Rogers was on the Pat McAfee show, full disclosure, haven't watched it yet, too busy doing other stuff, but picking up a couple notes that I heard about. Um, he mentioned that there was a lot more comfort with Alan Lazard and Elton Jenkins back which obviously is a good thing. I think even with Elton Jenkins not playing super great, although I'm sure the offensive line was upgraded, um, even with him not playing fantastic, the fact that Rodgers is more comfortable and, and at ease to stand in the pocket and do what he needs to do is a win in and of itself. Same with Lazard. Lazard might do the same thing that some of these other guys do, maybe even less good, but he's going to be more comfortable to throw the pass and get the first down completed. Then it sounds like he talked a bunch about ayahuasca. I don't know. Um, also some talk about him changing the plays or getting two plays called at once. It was such a jarbled amount of information. It basically didn't really tell me anything. Other than sometimes he gets one call, sometimes he gets two calls. But either way, he can change the call. So it's kind of just whatever. Um, the Packers did sign inside linebacker DQ Thomas to their practice squad. Highly recruited undrafted free agent out of Middle Tennessee State. Received 130000 grantee. Uh, to sign with the Jets, according to reports. I don't know what that means, but cool for him, I guess. So there you go. The corresponding cut to make that happen was Travis Fulgham. As I expected, that was kind of just a placeholder spot. Um, Very big news for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who have already been decimated with injuries. It sounds like they will be without Mike Evans, who will be suspended. I know there was some kind of an appeal being done. They might bring him back. I don't really know. They might reduce it to a fine. I haven't seen if there was a thing on that, but if I see something, I will update you. In addition, defensive tackle Akeem Hicks tore his plantar fascia in his foot and is now expected to be sidelined for a month, so he will certainly be out this Sunday. So 
the amount of pieces they have lost is absolutely insane. I mean, again, Josh Wells is the left tackle. Luke Decky is the left guard. Robert Hainsey is the center. These are all new players. Shaq Mason is a good player, but he's also new. That's four new players on the other side of Tristan Wirfs. That's just the offensive line. Then they've lost, I think, two wide receivers. Julio got hurt. Chris Godwin got hurt. And now Mike Evans is so far suspended. Now, I don't know if, and, and I think Donovan Smith is also injured. I, I don't exactly. So they got three injured wide receivers and one suspended wide receiver. Again, I don't know if maybe all those guys will end up coming back aside from um, Mike Evans and maybe even Mike Evans. I don't know. But then they lose Akeem Hicks. I mean, they got a defensive line group that's William Golston, Vita Vea, and Akeem Hicks. I mean, it's, it's at least big names, if nothing else. And then Akeem Hicks goes down. So, I mean, they, they, are, um, they are losing pieces like crazy. And uh, as a result, granted, it's, it's pretty middle of the pack right now with some of the scores that have been going on. But they are sub-20 points a game right now on average. Now, they've only allowed 13 on defense. But, you know, there's, they also, again, lost Akeem Hicks. But still... It's not exactly the dominant Tampa Bay Buccaneers that we've come to know and hate over the years. At least it hasn't been yet. Highest graded players on offense right now are Mike Evans and Julio Jones. I don't know if either of them are going to be playing. Julio sounds like he will, but, you know, that's that's pretty brutal stuff, man. Jeez, and as I'm reading this, <laughs> Bucks coach Todd Bowles talking on his weekly show says defensive lineman Akeem Hicks and tackle Josh Wells will probably miss Sunday's game. So, Josh Wells, who came in to replace whatever his name is. I don't even remember anymore. By the way, the highest, or no, actually he's not, but um, he's performed quite well so far. Left tackle, uh, he's going to be out. So they're going, they're going third string now. And I'm not sure, it's got to be Fred Johnson, I guess. I think that's the only tackle they have left because Donovan Smith is out injured. So Donovan Smith is injured. Josh Wells, his backup is injured. The only other tackle they have on their depth chart is Fred Johnson. He is a former Cincinnati Bengal. He played, the only real time he played anything was in 2020 for the Bengals. He had a 47 pass blocking grade and a 49 run blocking grade. That was, that's the extent of basically his career. Anyways, why don't we get into this? Let's do this thing. So here's how I, I've been trying to figure out how to sort this out. Here's what I think we're going to do. I'm not going to lie, this is pretty torturous for me having listened to these clips a thousand times already, but I hope you enjoy it more than I do. What we're going to do is I listen to a complete Bears and a complete Viking stream just to pull out all the clips and the highlights. We're going to listen to the Bears stream. We're going to pull out some of the clips just as a reminder of how things went and to get to kind of hear from a Bears perspective. It was obviously a Bears stream, how all this came to play out. And, and I love this not only because it's a nice little reminder, but because, um, you know, things start out great, they start out optimistic, and you can just hear the gradual decline. And then from there, and I just realized I have 52 clips just from this stream, so I will have to try to be a little bit more selective. <laughs> That's crazy. 15 plus 9 plus 18 plus 5 plus 2 plus 5 plus 5 is how many total clips I have. Um, so, yeah, we're going to have to be... It's got to be 100 clips I came up with. That's crazy. Once we go through that, then we'll get into a bunch of these different post-game shows and stuff because, because it's funny. That's why we do it, because it's funny, all right? But let's just get it started right off the bat. Um, what I didn't really do was get a whole lot of the, the chatter beforehand about the optimism and everything else, but we'll get into all that kind of afterwards where people admit that, yeah, I kind of bought into it and I, I was an idiot for that. But uh, let's get it started. Here are some of the highlights for the Bears. For the Bears. Rodgers steps up, throws, incomplete. 
Yeah. Kyler Gordon with the pass breakup. Got Let's him. go. Let's go, he was Kyler. looking for Lazard. Type stop. Gotta get off the field this time. Yeah. Great the tree. Gotta get off the field, boys. Gotta get off the field. By the way, this is Chat Sports. Uh, Chicago Bears, Chat Sports, whatever. Those guys do a really good job. And um, I've been admiring their production the entire time, thinking I've been going in the wrong direction because they are doing it right. And uh, also, I realize I'll never be able to replicate their success because a big part of it is just getting hammered on the show. So if they start getting a little less... <laughs> there's a couple comments I had to just delete because I was like, that wasn't even a sentence. Um, they're, they, uh, let's put it this way. They, they would drink during donations. I think if you give like $10 or $20 or whatever, they do a shot. And there were people giving 100 and $200 donations. And at one point, the guy was like, yeah, we got to catch up. We got 11 shots to do. And so they 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 did between 11 and probably 15 shots before halftime. Um, so just to give you an idea of, of uh, what these gentlemen are up to. But let's keep it rocking. Let's keep it going. Yep. Rodgers looking. Rodgers. Sack! Boom. Let's go. Ah, sack. sack. Travis, Travis Gibson. Travis. Gets home. Let's go. Man. Type sack. Type sack in the chat. That stinks, man. Well... You know, stuff happens. You know, I think I think we ended up settling for a field goal on that first drive, and then the Bears get the ball. Hopefully they don't Thunder do too center. well. Monty the tailback yep. still. Fields hands it off again. Montgomery gets some room. First down and more. Montgomery, he'll get about 11, 12 yards. Type your ones. First mm. down. So he's type a one for a first down. Dang it. Dang it, man. That stinks. We'll get him. We'll stop him, though. We'll stop him here. It's a snap. Throwback after the handoff. Fields throws downfield, caught. St. Brown inside the 30, inside the 25. Let's go. Ah. Type your ones. It was a handoff, mm. then a throwback, yep. then boom. Hit St. Brown for a gain of about 40. Ah, 40. A lot of yards after the catch, too. Dang. Let's well, well, they're they're feeling good, you know. Obviously, at this point, we were feeling nervous, thinking, holy cow. I remember watching the game, honestly, and thinking, dude, what if everybody was right? Like, it seems like they were. The Bears maybe are better than we thought. And the Packers really, really just suck, I guess. I don't know what else to say about it. In a moment, Montgomery, toss play, first down and more. David Montgomery down to the 12. Type your ones. Mm. Joel O'Connell with the $200 super chat. There you go, $200. I am in the wrong line of work, which is not true. Because I'm in the same line of work. I just suck at it, and they're really good at it. That's fine, though. Fields takes the snap. Play action boot. Fields, he's going to run it. He's in. Touchdown, Chicago Bears. Bears take the lead. Show me those TDs. Let's go, baby. Type TD in the chat. Let's keep it clean, boys. Um... Yeah, so so they're feeling good. And then, you know, they they just keep it going. They got their own little chant and everything else going on here. FGB! Yep. FGB! 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 Yeah, they sell t-shirts and everything else with the whole FGB thing. Um, you know, but eventually the Packers slowly start to pick things back up. Rodgers you know. play action caught Sammy Watkins into the Vincero Collective red zone. It's going to be first and 10 at the 14. Both the They're even selling the red zone that they don't own. Imagine that. These guys are good. They're good. Um, yeah, so the Packers now, they they get they start driving down the field. I just They don't give as much excitement when the Packers start doing stuff, obviously. But that was a big play. That gets us down to the 14-yard uh, line 
of the Chicago Bears. So that was a pretty big play. And then, of course, there is Here this we go. Big play. Second and 11 for Rodgers. Toss play. Jones, right side. He has room. Cut back inside the five. Touchdown. Nah. Really good blocking. Aaron yep. Jones finds the. See, and the funny thing is, too, like in the beginning, now we go up 10 to 7. It's like, ah, that was good blocking. Oh, well. You know, they're, they're cordial and everything's polite. And then they start getting shammered and getting angry because they realize it's officially over. But, hey, the Bears get the ball back, right? Bears got the ball. They drove down, got a touchdown last time. We do it now, 14-10. Hopefully things go just as well as last time, right? Center. Here we go. Bears got the ball. Takes the snap. Play action. Field. Steps up. Scrambling. Sack. Ball out. Bears recovered. Mm. All right. All right, so nervous, but it's not it's not that bad, right? We're gonna be fine. It was one is one sack, big oh, deal. Fields play action, throws it to Mooney in the flat. He's gonna lose five more. Third mm. and twenty. That was a big Rasul play there. Rasul Douglas blew it up. So not as much cheering and screaming. Little Third less. Third and a mile now. Third and a mile. But still in it. Still in it. Still got uh, you know, stuff going on. Um they didn't convert, gave it back to the Packers. So you get a little bit scared, but um Again, still in it, still feeling good about life. Bears or Packers have the ball. Rodgers in the gun. Four-man rush. Rodgers, sack! Mm. Robert Quinn, first sack of the season, and Rodgers is down. Oh, he'll get back up. Oh, you could hear the hopeful tone in his voice when he thought Rodgers wasn't going to get back. And Rodgers is down. Oh, he was hoping. He really was. Well. That's all right. Sack is important, though. Clean gotta... pocket. Now he gets pressure. Field's got to take off. It's I threw that late. He's uh, it's caught, but he's across the line uh, of scrimmage. So that was, okay, so the, the Bears got the ball. That was Justin Fields throwing way across. So it's it's a stand, right? We've gone back and forth. The uh, They got the Packers off the field, and the Packers got the Bears off the field, and then the Bears got the Packers off the field, and now the Bears are back on, and he completes a pass, but he was like five yards past the line of scrimmage. But, you know, still feeling good, man. We're in it. We look like an actual competent football team. Everything else is going on. And um, so Packers get another shot. But, hey, defensive stand is what we need here. Plays First and 10 for the Packers. Aaron Jones, right side, cuts in, breaks a tackle, breaks another, gain a six. Bears mm. got to tackle better right now. Yep, tackling's, tackling's getting to be a little bit of a problem. But it ain't over. Rodgers, pressure, oh! sack! Flag. There we go. There's a flag down. Mm. It's got to be a hold. Travis Gibson, please be a hold. It's got to be a hold. I feel it. I'm feeling it. It's a hold. That would be the third sack of the night. Pass rush is delivering. Please be a hold. Don't be hands in the face. No foul on the play. Yep. We'll take that. There we go. Let's go. Type sack. Type it. Let's go. Huge play. Spam the chat. Huge play. Travis Gibson, two sacks tonight, Trizzy. Here's the thing. Two sacks. Here's the thing. Type sack. Everyone spam it. Oh, Otherwise, it won't happen again. That was a clear again. hold. Mm. I think they just picked it up. Mm. Yep. So they're fired up, man. Still in this thing. Still, still in this thing. Um, you know, I think we got them. Sack. Second and 28. Big sack. Quick screen. Oh, my God. They've oh got room. God. God, they got 22 yards. Third and six now. You cannot give that. So the Bears finally blitz, and they have a quick screen out of it. That's pretty unlucky, to be honest. All right, guys. Defense. Tight stop. Defense. Still, Still good. third down. You yep. got a chance. Third down. Defense. Romeo Dobbs. Defense. Bear. 
So that was the big Romeo Dobbs play, 22-odd yards or whatever. Um, but, hey, still could get a stop, still can stop, stop, stop the stop. bleeding. Rodgers throws. Get him. God, God almighty. Mm. Randall Cobb gets the first down. Son of a Sangray Kim just sent a super chat. And quite frankly. <laughs> Hold on. We'll get to the super chat. I got to go back and bleep. I got a lot of bleeping to do today because things get a little out of control. All right, let's get to the, So Bears fans, like every other fan base, has their negative fans that only want to comment when something bad's going on. That's all they want to do. When things are positive, they just keep a negative attitude and they sit there with their arms folded. And the only thing that's, you know, good plays are acceptable and bad plays are are just completely unacceptable. So you don't comment on good plays because that's just the standard. You're expected to do your job. Anything. So anyways... Uh, Bears fans got some of those guys too. Sangray Kim just sent a super chat. And quite frankly, I don't know if I want to put it up because it might make me mad. Sangray, Gordon looks like a bust. All right. Cool, Sangray. Thanks, Sangray. Preach. He only chimes in when it's going poorly. That's all I know. Unbelievable. But that's all right. We still got some optimism here. Come on. Get defense rolling in the chat. Defense. Here we go. Defense. Get fired up. Defense. Yeah, so... Fired up. That's probably going to help doing all that kind of stuff. Um, still in the game, True. still rolling, still FGB. rocking it. FGB. Second and five. Here we go. Rogers. Toss play. Jones. Touchdown. Mm. On a push pass. Darn it. You can't. Come on. On second and 20, whatever, you got to get off the field. Yep. It's upsetting. Sorry, guys. Awkward silence here. You guys okay or so this is a this there is a go. big drive for the bears here this is a big <laughs> drive you got about four and a half minutes left you that is definitely plenty of time you have yep. two timeouts got time. you can go and score down here kick a field goal okay get a touchdown and it's all right we got to score here we got to capitalize and be smart so again we're still still hanging in there right we we can do this this is important you know, a little disappointed we should have got off the field gave up 20 yards after that sack to romeo and everything and That's a problem. But you know what? You know what? I believe. I believe in the Chicago Bears for some reason. I don't know why, but I do. And I believe they can do this. Montgomery to his right. Beals takes the snap. He's throwing. Throws. Drop. Cole Komet dropped it. That's an easy six yards, and he just dropped the football. And you got to catch that ball. You've got to catch that. Fields is under duress. You've got to catch the football. Bail him out, man. Especially in a high-intensity game like this. Whenever it's it's Sunday night football primetime and you're at Lambeau, you've got to come down with those That's an inexcusable drop by Cole Komet. Inexcusable drop. By the way, you're going to be hearing all about Cole Komet as as this rolls on and we start getting into postgame. Nobody (laughs) like... There are so many people that Bears fans loved right up to kickoff that suddenly they hate. In fact, the first person, the first clip I played for you, they were cheering for Kyler Gordon. Great play. That will never be a thing again. But again, Bears got the ball. Go down and score. Everything will be just fine. We we got this. Second and 10. Here we go. Fields under center. Montgomery loses five. Hmm. Rashawn got in the backfield. Billy, I'll take it. Blew it up. Smooth says, why did they wave off the holding call? I mean, it doesn't matter. He got sacked. They weren't going to take the hole. Yeah, that's a good point. So Rashawn blew that up. And um, so while we're waiting, there's a little bit more commentary on Cole Komet. Short of the line, St. Brown gain of eight. Cole Komet's got to catch the fucking ball, man. I'll tell you what. <laughs> no catches through two, a game and a half now for Cole Komet. Wake the fuck up, Cole. Let's go. 
Bears got a punt again. So things are things are getting less good for Bears fans at this point. But again, not out of it. It's not even halftime yet. They got a punt, but you know what is it? A seven seven point game, I think. So it ain't over till it's over, baby. Three here. Second and seven at the tw- at the thirty four. Rogers. He's gonna r- scramble. Now he throws. Caught. That's just a great play, man. <laughs> I love that. Randall Cobb, first down into the. I, it's every once in a while there's a play where it's it's like I can't even be mad. I mean I'm mad, but I can't even be mad about it. You know. Anyways, Second and one. Hanging in there. Rogers in the gun. Jones to his right. Aaron Jones, play action, slant, caught, touchdown. Gordon beat by Alan Lazard. Well. Oh, goodness. 23-7. Yep. 23-7, that will shortly be uh, 24-7. And um, obviously, that's not great. That's how it ends. And um, these are sort of their halftime thoughts here. Get to the locker room, make some adjustments. Defense got to make adjustments. Certainly the offense does. Not good. Packers 24, Bears 7. We'll get some halftime stats, and then uh, we will uh, we'll take a break here. Type FGB. A little less enthusiastic. For those of you wondering, I mean, you, it's kind of intuitive, FGB, right? What does GB stand for in your household? What does F generally stand for anytime it's in any abbreviated thing? You got it? Okay. All right, listen. We're back in this, right? It's not freaking over. The game is not over. So let's just relax. Empty set here. Devin Jenkins in at right guard here. Fields. Getting pressured. Sacked. Ah. Rashawn Gary again. Four-man rush gets home. Four-man rush. Good God almighty. Rashawn Gary, minus seven yards on the sack. You know, I mean, it's it's not looking great, but... um, I guess it's okay. Why don't why don't we see what some of the comments are? Let's read read a couple of the comments here. See what we got to say. Sell this franchise right now. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. An hour ago, Bears fans are feeling good, and now the comments section says, "Sell this franchise right now." <laughs> oh man, Rogers. Takes a snap, hands it off. Jones, left side. Off to the races. Pass midfield. Out of bounds at the 39. I mean, they don't even have to throw. Does someone want to make a play? Anybody? So it's a little it's a little grim, but hey, one big play to turn this thing around, man. And that's it. We're off to the races. Oh, bubble! Ball out! Yeah! Bears football! I think the Bears, bears have it. Bears, Bears, Spam Bears, Spam Bears, Spam Bears, Spam Bears. It's Come our ball, on. Spam Bears. Give me a signal. Spam the Bears. Bears ball. Spam the Bears. Spam Bears. Let's go. Spam Bears. Let's go. Let's go. This game ain't over. Let's Come go. On. This game is not over. Let's go. Spam it. Spam it. Bears, 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 Bears. That's a bailout. Oh, that's crazy. That's crazy. Four handoff from Rodgers to Dylan. Packer. Again, remember, at this point... They're about 15 shots in. So that that voice that you haven't heard in a very long time is like the producer that's been doing this with him. He suddenly found his voice and is very vocal for the rest of the show. <laughs> it's a little obnoxious, but I find it endearing. But they recovered the fumble. Now they just need a little bit of momentum here. That's all you need. 
Hands it off. Montgomery, he'll get a first down. David Montgomery, still going. Pass midfield. Let's go. There you go. Type one. Type, type one. one. Type it's one. been a while. Let's go. Type one. It's been a while. Spam it. Get Here the good go. vibes. Get the good been a while since we've seen any first downs, but uh, get the vibes going, you know. Never know. Fields Hi, under guys. center. Bears going fast. Fields. Come on, Fields. Fires over the middle. There we Caught. go. There we go. Down to the first 31. Down. Ryan Griffin. Yeah. Big gainer. 19 yards. Type your ones. This is what we need, baby. This is what we need. This, by the way, is my favorite part of the whole show. This drive made everything for me because they almost had no hope. And the amount of hope that gets crushed is just incredible. It's not it. Well, it's not this drive, but it's this series here. You know, they, they, they kind of get that revival. They get some points. They stop the Packers, the whole thing. It's just there. There's so much life in this. I'm so happy because if it would have just stayed on the trajectory it was on, I probably would have just cut it off at this point because there's no reason to just Although that's pretty much what I do with the Vikings tomorrow. But anyways, then we get our Bears field goal Snap here. down, hold down, kick is through. 24-10, yep. two-score game. Two-score game, back in it. You know, anything could happen. Need another crazy play. Sound off. Stop, stop, Oh, my stop. God. So Christian Watson went in motion. It hit his elbow. Quinn almost recovered, but the Packers fell on it. There you go. So the Packers obviously do not uh, – turn the ball over, but that was another big play for the Bears. Another big one. Fields under center. First and ten. Pattis, or St. Brown in motion. Here we go. Fields, play action, boot to the right. Launches. Fields, downfield, incomplete. Oof. It's good coverage on Mooney. Overthrow him anyway. Yep. So that was that that big overthrow where Stokes was right on the guy and Fields missed him by a mile anyways, but you know, we just, it's not over. Just keep it going. Second and 10 here. Fields under center. He'll give it again. Montgomery bounces it. Cuts inside David Montgomery. First down and more. Monty is the offense right now. Type one. Monty is the offense. Dave- Type one. Here we go. Keep it alive. Keep it alive, boys. No mistakes. Come on. Bootleg. Fields getting pressured. Sacked. Nah. Had nowhere to go. Darn it all. Preston got him. 10-yard sack. That's pretty brutal. But, um, you know, we'll see how it goes here. David Montgomery. Breaking loose. Montgomery. On second and 20. Gets a first down. Montgomery past midfield. 27 yards. Tight Monty. He is the offense. There you go. Tight Monty. Tight Monty. He's the man. He's the man of the hour. Khalil Herbert, toss play, left side. Herbert, off to the races. Herbert, inside the 30, down to the 21. Let's go. Type your ones. 29-yard pickup. Let's go. Dang. So they're driving, man. They're almost there. Almost there. Here it comes. Hey. Fourth fourth quarter quarter rally. The hat's working. The hat's working. Fourth quarter rally. They're coming back. Go time. You know what I mean? First First down. Yeah. Good challenge, Fluce. Tight Fluce in the chat. There we as go, well. Fluce. Fluce. So they're Fluce. excited Fluce. about they're Fluce. excited about the head coach. That was that was the uh, uh, I forget. If, I think it was Justin Fields um, ran for one, and they weren't sure if, if he got a first down or whatever. They challenged. It turns out it was a first down. It's critical. Fourth down gives him a new set of downs. Big deal, man. Very very big deal. Hey, third and goal at the six. 
Fields in the gun. Three on the play clock. Takes the snap. Fields steps up. Fields trying to make a play. Fields dives. Give, give me a touchdown. He hit the pylon. Give me six. Give me a call. He knocked over the pylon. That's a touchdown. Give me a touchdown. That's a touchdown. Come on. That's a touchdown, and you know it, NFL. Come on, Goodell. Touchdown. There we go. Touchdown. There we go. Oh, yeah. So that was when they thought it was a touchdown. Here's just a few seconds later here. When's the knee down, Trace? Oh, he's going to be oh, short. he's going to be a freaking, like, inch. going to be eight it's inches like short. eight inches. It's not a fumble, though. Oh. It's definitely not a fumble. He's down. He he's is down. down. He's down. He is down. Come on. The emotional roller coaster in the next couple of clips is absolutely incredible this is this is is this my favorite one the next two are maybe my favorite two here we go come on oh they're in the shotgun i don't like this (laughs) i don't like this fields takes the snap qb power did he get there i don't think he did it's gonna be the spot he's short we're gonna mark him down we're gonna let this ride for a minute here i fucking hate that chance why do you go shotgun Unbelievable. What the f***? Like. Fields, looking at the replay. Oh! Wait, 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 wait. That ball is close. Wait, wait, wait. wait, That ball is close. Hold on, hold on, hold on. on. That's close. That's That's very close. close. (laughs) That is right on the freaking line. I still hate that f***ing call regardless. That's a terrible play call, but that's very freaking close. That was some naggy, naggy bullshit. That is close. Guys, what do you think? Is it a TD or no? Type TD if it's a touchdown. Type no if it's not. Is it a TD? I know it's a TD. If that's a TD, I'm losing my shirt. It's stupid decided. <laughs> Come on. All right, well, we'll leave it at that, and then we'll kick back in. Here is the um, when they finally hear the call, and it's it's just more pandemonium. Oh, Dude, the ball's that's right that's there. In. He's that's in. in. That's, that's, that's a touchdown. Ball is across. That is a touchdown. He's it is, in. He's not on the ground. That's a touchdown. My dad refs high school football. He's in. <laughs> My dad refs high school football. That I ball know is across. That is a touchdown. That's a freaking touchdown. You know, if that this, ball is across. If this is called not a touchdown, Aaron Rodgers is so in on this. He's so Come in on it. Classic Bears fan. One time. Rodgers is in on it. Spam TD. Spam that TD chat. That ball is across. Spam TD chat. Tell the refs it's a freaking touchdown. Here's the review, I think. That ball is across, damn it. That's Ball. That is fucking bullshit. Type BS in the chat. Ball. God. Get Helen Keller out there. She'd be a better ref. <laughs> That's a fucking Get show. Helen Keller out there. I think she died, but. The ball is across, bro. You can. It's right there. That's terrible, bro. That's quite literally basic NFL refing. Holy shit. That is unbelievable. My dad, he refs high school football <laughs> in Texas. He would never make that call. Someone said Flus <laughs> lost two challenges tonight. Actually, he won the first one, so you're wrong. That is unbelievable. He was right, across. Stop. We got to get a stop here. All right. Get a safety. Get a safety. Get it back. Get a safety. Get it back. So, so yeah. 
Again, the emotions. Just, you know, Fields almost got a touchdown. And then it, I don't know if it's a touchdown. And then, oh, it's definitely a touchdown. And then, oh, no, it wasn't a touchdown. And then, oh, I don't like that it's a shotgun. And then, oh, he might be in, but I don't know if he's in. Oh, he's definitely in. Oh, that was a terrible call. I can't believe this. And now we're to, come on, let's get a stop. Let's get a safety. It's just pure, raw emotion. And I love it. By the way, if there's a if there's a clip I like more than the last two, it's it's this one. So the the trio is just absolutely glorious. Third and two, Rogers, play action, keep. Of course, he runs for a first down. What a <laughs> guy gets every call to joke. It's funny too because this is this is the only thing Bears fans have right now is the Packers always cheat, which is nonsense, and we should have had that. You know, that touchdown. Bears fans are literally posting a picture all over the place of apparently the ball over the goal line. There's a problem, though. You can't see the ball, and you can't see that it's over the goal line. You can only kind of assume where the ball is and then try to estimate where the goal line is. And granted, if you look at where the bottom of the picture is and where the goal line is and draw a line straight up, it appears to be in. The problem is the picture's at an angle. And the goal line goes at an angle. So I just took the image because I wasn't sure. I'm like, well, it's kind of hard to tell. So I just did a very simple thing. I drew a line across the goal line. Guess what? The ball's not even close. I argue with a guy on Twitter about it. I'm like, um, doesn't appear to be across the line. Yes, it is. It's clearly across. No, look at the picture. Well, his the ball is behind Adrian Amos's arm, and Amos's arm is across the goal line. Look at the picture. Amos's arm is behind. So you got the line, then you have Amos's arm which is covering Montgomery's arm, which is covering the football. It's not even close. His, his helmet is barely across the goal line, much less his arm and his football, which is behind that. Now, maybe the, it's just a bad picture, but this is the picture Bears fans are using, and they're saying, look how obvious it is. It's obviously not obvious. In fact, with this picture, you're wrong. So to say that, <laughs> that it's obvious just shows how unbelievably, ridiculously biased you are. And then you have Bears fans going around grabbing clips of like four still shots of penalties. Do you know how many times we could do that to Bears fans or Lions fans or Vikings fans who want to play this stupid game? We just don't because we don't need to because we win. It's such a boring narrative. It'd be so easy. I mean, I just, I just saw recently on Twitter somebody else pointing uh, a play out of very blatant, I don't know, illegal block downfield, I think is what the penalty was. Never got called. Byron Pringle. When he got called off sides, which we're going to hear all about it, people mention it all the time in the postgame show, they didn't call it when he jumped off sides until he did it a second time, and then they threw the flag. <laughs> so it was a missed call. Anyways, let's continue. Continuing. Come on. Nine pass attempts, yeah. The run's been more effective. Seven to nine, 70 yards for fields. Getsy has not been good tonight. He hasn't. It's another one, Getze, Bears offense, same with the, same with the Vikings, and, and there's a lot of this, a lot of this for tomorrow's episode, but, um, you know, the, uh, what is, KOC, the Vikings head coach, man, he's going to change everything, he's going to, it's going to be amazing, it's just going to magically transform everything, suddenly they're not impressed with him, same thing with Getze, man, Getze's bringing this new system here that's going to be quarterback friendly, it's going to transform everything, and, um, Suddenly, it's not, not so much the case. And then things just kind of continue to devolve downhill. Second 11, Aaron Rodgers, play action, steps up, throws downfield, wide open, caught. Watkins down to the 35 and out of bounds. Come on, Bears. 
wins out of the sales after that after that non-TD. Yep, still talking about it. And they're still talking about it to this day, the, the non-TD. No return it. Rodgers hands it off. Jones bounces it. First down and more into the Vincero Collective red zone. Brisker and Jackson on the tack. And uh, a whole lot like that. And then you get the final drive. This is it. Final, and ten at final the attempt for Fields and the Bears. Fields throws incomplete. Looking for St. Brown. Threw it behind him. Behind him. Also almost intercepted. But yes, he did in fact throw it behind him. Final clip. Final play. Here we go. Then passing attempts. Fields. Dancing. Breaks a couple sacks. Fields throws downfield. Picked off. Well, that wasn't great. <laughs> I, ha- I have to end on that. That's it. That's the end. It ends with, well, that wasn't great. So that's it for the game. After this, we're going to come back. We're going to look at some different clips uh, with commentary on the Chicago Bears and what they thought of this game. But if you'd like to support the podcast, patreon.com forward slash pack underscore daddy. Again, thank you very much to Tommy for jumping in yesterday on the Patreons. Really do greatly appreciate that and all of your guys' support. Over 200 supporters for this show. I really, really appreciate that. Also, Fertile Ground Ranch Discipleship Ministry. You can find them at FertileGroundRanch.org. Learn a little bit about what it is they're doing to, uh, to help people. And if you'd like to support the mission, it would be greatly appreciated. There are ways to donate on the website. We'll take a break and we'll be right back. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. So I'm trying to figure out the best way to go about this. Do I go show by show or topic by topic? I think I'm going to try topic by topic, and then whatever's left over, we'll just kind of let that ride out. But uh, let's see what we should start with here. Let's start with this, because I I have no idea if this is true or not, and nobody else talked about it, I don't think. But uh, this is um, Mr. Atachin, our best friend, the the number one um, guy for everything we do here when it comes to laughing at the enemy, but there's a little rumor about uh, Justin Fields at a bachelor party on Friday. That doesn't Shotgun. make people happy, I guess. And I know my boy Clay Harbor put a tweet out there. I got to address it. If you're going to a bachelor party on Friday night, 
before Bears Packers, you ain't the guy. You ain't the guy. I'm telling you right now, you go out there and perform like that, and we're finding out you're going out to bachelor stag parties on Fridays before Bears Packers. You could say whatever you want. You didn't look good tonight. So I haven't seen any confirmation. Clay Harbor took it down. I think Clay is is kind of a one of those guys that's always ultra positive. So it wouldn't surprise me if he took it down because it's just kind of seen as like hate and, you know, hey, you let the guy have fun or whatever. And he's like, yeah, I probably shouldn't do that. But at the same time, it's a clout thing because what Clay put on Twitter was essentially, hey, I was I was at a party and I saw David Montgomery there. Now, it doesn't mean he was necessarily at a party. What what it, what he said is he was at a bachelor party at a club and saw Justin Fields. There. He could have just seen him at the club that they were at. But either way, he's out clubbing in Chicago on Friday, you know. Could see that as, as being a negative, but anyways, again, I didn't see anyone else talk about that, so I figured we'd start there. Plus, he's just yelling about, you know, you suck, which makes me happy. My word's not his. I tell you what, let's let's keep it rolling with this, because this is, um, he's got, just kind of in the beginning, he goes on his general sort of rants, so let's just keep it going with Phil and, and some of the stuff he has to A say. Week two, then we'll do topics. new season, same old bears, it seems like. Tough one tonight, smacked in the, in the face. Probably what they need. So many questions. Drop a laugher to the Packers, 27 to 10. Going to be a lot to cover here. I know everybody's ramped up for the DDP rant. Just a couple of things to talk about real quick. Uh, shotgun's going to be the, the the word of the week here in Chicago. Uh, this seemingly comes down to the same thing every single year with this team. It's uh, Nothing is ever easy. When it, it comes down to the goal line, comes down to fourth down, and nothing is, is, is easy. Why you're calling a shotgun play from there is, is beyond me. Seemingly, he did get in. We have a high-res photo that, that I would uh, put up against anybody that wants to question me on that. But it should I wonder if he drew a line. Never come down to that in the first place. Correct. Justin Fields? You got to play better, man. You got to play better. You you weren't it tonight. Terrible showing by the quarterback. Roquan, you want that bag? You didn't get it tonight, man. If you uh, if you think the negotiations were disrespectful, you wait till the tape comes out. TV copy was pathetic. The L twenty two is going to be even worse for you. So before I lose the rest of my voice, I'm going to turn it over to our. Let's uh, let's cut it off there. He brought up Roquan. He brought up Roquan. Let's use that as a segue because this is the first time I've ever heard Bears fans turn on Roquan. Well, that's not true. They turned on him for about a a day or two when all this stuff came out until Roquan put out his thing and it was like, no, 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 that's not it or whatever. And then then they were back on the Roquan train. But maybe I had that backwards. They were on Roquan's side until the team. I don't know. But I just want to reiterate, before we just kind of go through this, how cocky they were about everything. Justin Fields, underrated. He's going to show everybody. Roquan, top three linebacker in the league. Pay the man. He's worth it. Pay him. Cole Komet, Darnell Mooney, Byron Pringle, Equinemius. They're bragging about everybody on this team. Anyways, let's just get to Phil's rant here because this is gold. The NFL and football in general always comes down to a couple things. 
It starts at music. Front. <laughs> How much pride do you have when you're going against your rival? We could talk about it all we want. But the reality of the truth is so many things determine a game of football, but it always is one up front. Watching this game tonight, both offensive and defensively, the tackling was atrocious. And as Shane said, the reality of shotgun, it's so infuriating for me because you don't go backwards to get one. I've known this my whole f***ing life. I've talked about this on this network with the shoe salesman. You don't go in the gun to get one. Get un if you're going quarterback sneak, you get under center and you get a run threat there and you quarterback sneak from under center like the GOAT Tom Brady would do who couldn't run 40 yards under five flat to save his life. But no, Luke Getze doesn't get second and three after you run RPO for Justin Fields for seven. Empty set. Take a sack. Justin doesn't know where he's at. Let's run across the line of scrimmage for two yards and throw the ball. <laughs> Justin Fields needs to be better. So jumping around a little bit in the show, but he mentioned Justin Fields, and I want to stay on that theme a little bit. Here he is a little bit later in the show talking about Fields yeah, man, it's, defenders. It's, it's tough. I get it. And I saw somebody calling me out in the chat saying that you can't you can't blame Justin Fields. Oh, yeah, I can. Oh, my God. I can. <laughs> make a I fucking play, can. Justin. Yeah, I mean, he... I don't he have did. time to make excuses up. He, Phil, he doesn't even look... When he's scrambling around, he doesn't... To me, there's no confidence there. No, he's not looking downfield, even on the play. And listen, that was a an all-pro caliber play by Jair Alexander. I understand it, but it's just we're seeing too much of that. Everything is is flatlined, and there's got to be a sense of of urgency and and know how and want to. And hey, all we heard all see all off season long was. Darnell Mooney putting in the work with Justin Fields. Cole Komet putting in the work with Justin Fields. What through two fucking games, I understand. We can make a point last week with the with the weather and, and that whole thing. It's brought us nothing through two weeks. Zero. Zero. So I, I like it because every every fan base goes through the offseason where they think their team is great, right? And then you kind of, everybody has to kind of, unless you're a Bills fan, has to kind of recoil. Because what the Bills are now is what every fan base thinks their team's about to be. Maybe not quite, but kind of, the way they talk. But then you got a little course correction here. And the funny thing is you, you start to have parts, and the Bears are classic for this, because they start real high and they end real low. And so there's a big far fall. And you got some people that fall faster than others. And these guys I really like because they're extremely realistic. They just call it as it is. They're never going to, I mean, even if they're hyping it up real big all, all off season, they don't care because it just is what it is. I like to think that's what I like to do. Just is what it is. It, you know, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I said he was going to be great. He sucks. There you go. And so then you start to have the fan base fight because it's, it, it becomes 
how dare you? We've been talking him up forever. It's just been one game. How can you do that? Da, 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 da. Um, I want to stick on Fields just because we're there. We're going to bounce around from a couple other ch- uh, shows. This show here, um, it's called CHGO. I've highlighted them recently. They're really weird because they, they're they're a little bit more on the like stay optimistic, stay positive side. I highlighted them, I think, before the game, trying to be positive and just not coming up with anything. It was kind of funny watching them squirm. And they do that here, but one of the funniest things among a lot of other Bears fans that are that are trying to stay positive but also report what happened, I guess, is there's this weird thing where they're like, we we Fields was bad. It was a problem. Also, we should have thrown more. And I don't know how they reconcile that in their in their minds, but they do. I even saw at one point somebody, I don't think it's in this clip, but it was, you can't simultaneously now, I'm not talking about different factions of the fan base and lumping them together as, as one person that doesn't make sense. No, I'm talking about the same person in the same breath talking about how you can't win games if you're, if you're not going to trust your quarterback to throw more. Also, we got away from the run, which was the problem. So he should have thrown and, and run more. That's brilliant. Well done. Anyways, here's a little bit on uh, Justin Fields from CHGO. Big picture. It's about Fields. Let him throw the football 11 times. Come on, man. You, you, and, and Justin's got to play better, much better. Yeah, yeah. Darnell Mooney is open. He's throwing a bomb 80 feet, feet over him. Braggs, you made a great point about it. That ball's got to be to the side where he had the defender beat. Let him try to run it down. There were, mo- there were moments where the interception wasn't great. And the other play, hey. So he was terrible. Like, I, I seriously, like the, the, the high school quarterback moment, you're five yards in front of the line of scrimmage. Okay, call it three. But, dude, you have got, we're, like, you, like. Terrible. I believe that he didn't have a sense of where he's at. So it's like, are the lights too big? They shouldn't be too yeah. big for him. Oh, the one where he threw over. Yeah. I he, mean, he, the, he, every, he threw the ball f- well past the line of scrimmage. My grandmother who yeah. passed away, you know, 30 years ago, she yeah. knew that he was over the line of scrimmage. I mean, come on. I, I think what's concerning about that is, like, he didn't even slow down. He didn't even seem to have the awareness that he was close to the line looked, of scrimmage. Looked at the sideline. Like, if he tried to slow down there. last second and then he happened to be across, I'm like, okay, he's trying to make a play. I think it was third down, too. Yeah. Uh, that, or maybe it wasn't, but that was that was bad. That, Corey, exactly. just just, just yeah. run and slide and take take another one, just like the the pick at the end, right? Yeah. Hey, listen, uh, he was covered there, right? Yeah. Just just scramble. Yeah, take slide. your seven eight yards, yeah. slide, go to the next play. Yeah, live live to play another play. Yeah. So that's the. So again, it started off with you got to throw the ball more, and then they spend the next what minute and a half talking about how bad Justin Fields was. I mean, it just they want so badly to say that it's not Fields' fault. He needs more opportunities. He needs more time. He needs more trust. But also, this dude was garbage. Called him a high school quarterback at one moment. And I'm just shocked at how much double talk there is. It's not just this show and these guys. I've been hearing it nonstop from, from Bears fans. And it's like, do you hear what you're saying? You need to run the ball more, but you need to throw the ball more. But Justin Fields needs to play better. Okay. Here's another comment from the same show. Some similar thinking. Jets then. Okay. Uh, we got the Duke... This is a $20 super, spent in $19.99 more than Carmen spent on that jersey just to say <laughs> terrible play calling by Nagy tonight. <laughs> Checks notes. Uh-oh. In oh, seriousness, the hits principle was not on display, and I think it's time to have major concerns with fields. <laughs> so now we got the super chat. Somebody paid $20 to call the head coach, Matt Nagy, and to say we have to really be seriously concerned about Justin Fields. And the funny thing is these guys, the hyper-positive guys, and, and most Bears fans, but, you know, not all, are of the mind of, come on now, it's way too early to be talking about that, but you got some that are already that are like, look, man, it is what it is. We've been watching. 
what else do you want to see? It's pretty garbage. Anyways, in that same show, somebody they bring another guest on, and he kind of calls them out on this whole Justin Fields needs to pass more thing, which doesn't make any sense whatsoever. <laughs> Will, what do you think of the QB conversation we're having? Where are you at with uh, QB1? Yeah, absolutely. I have some thoughts. I know you guys wanted him to pass more, but I don't know where that would have been. So, like, those four straight three and outs, right? Like, we need to be able to pass this ball. Eight of those 12 plays were supposed to be pass attempts. Uh, You had the legal forward pass. He got sacked a couple of times. He felt some pressure and ended up trying to scramble instead. So he had those opportunities and didn't capitalize on them, whether it be him or the team. So we lost some there. That's why, like, my personal feeling is, like, sticking with the run. That would have helped if they would have actually sucked running the ball. Those possessions hopefully would have been extended. And then those passing opportunities, better passing opportunities, would have actually presented itself a lot like that first drive because Fields was one for one, 30 yards in an opening drive. He only had to pass the ball one time. But it was a big chunk play. And so the point is, and that's hilarious because they ran the ball a lot and they didn't pass the ball very much, but when you just look at the three and out series, eight of 12 of those plays were passes. So the three and outs occurred almost exclusively because they put the ball in Justin Fields' hands. So what are you talking about? We should have run the ball more. So that's about all I have for the um, Justin Fields criticism. There might be a couple mixed in comments here just randomly, but that's that's it as far as specifics. Um, let's just let's see what Phil has to say here and see if that kind of prompts us. Because that guy should have been fed the ball. Montgomery, it's that is obviously. Chris Collinsworth could understand this. Shit. Why can't Luke gets it? Because I can't understand it myself. It's Bears-Packers. A coach starts to feel a game. David needs to be a rhythm back. When he wants to come out, he'll tell you. He'll tell you. That's when you go with the other person. That run he made on second and 20 was the best run I've seen since Sweetness. Honestly, there was no denying this kid wants the ball. Feed him! Get him the ball. Fourth and one? You think David ain't getting in there? You kidding me? Challenge your football team. So this is, again, this is why I prefer them as far as, you know, if I was a Bears fan, this would be my channel. Because, again, you know, all the all this ticky-tack nonsense about, well, we you know, we got to get fields more opportunity. Come on, man. Montgomery was tearing this game up. There's no question about it, whether it was the Packers' fault or Montgomery or or a combination of both or whatever. And, and and not just that, ride the hot hand. Like you said, let him know. And, and you know, the Packers do this stuff too, and fans get pretty frustrated with it when something's working and we don't stick to it. You know, like week one with Aaron Jones and, and A.J. Dillon. How blatantly obvious is it? But yet, we don't stick with it. So on the theme of that fourth down call, that was a big controversy. We'll kind of rip through a couple different things with that. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I like it because, and, and the coaches liked it, and we looked at so it. So just to be clear, this is... Same guy, Phil Atachin and Shane Marsaw with uh, the Tape Never Lies or whatever uh, the show is. This is head coach Matt Eberflus defending that fourth down call, and obviously it doesn't doesn't go very well. We, we practiced it and repped it because a lot of times what you do, and you do in that regard too, you outnumber the box. So you're using your quarterback as a runner. you got an additional blocker. And coach, so you like get him to center blocker. and so take a quarterback sneak. The best play we had Don't right defend there. this f***ing Getsy b- 
So, you know, and, and again, it's it's interesting because not only are they upset with the call, but saying, don't defend Getze on this. He messed up. They're they're a hundred percent pinning the, the blame on Luke Getze here for that call, which again, you uh, talking about double double speak. Bears fans saying it was a clear touchdown, but also it was a bad call. Well, if it was a touchdown, it was a good call, right? I mean, I guess technically it could be a bad call that ended in a positive result, but I don't think it makes as much sense as you think it does. It really undercuts your argument when you're screaming it absolutely very clearly was a touchdown, but also admitting that, yeah, that was a terrible call that usually is not going to end in a touchdown. Here's CHGO talking about that exact play. See on the goal line, why are they treating Justin Fields like he's Tim Tebow in there? Yeah, right? uh, You're fourth and in inches, he gets the ball, he pitter-pats his feet, and then goes forward. Like, Justin Fields isn't 250 pounds. He's, he's not running over people like that. Mm-hmm. So I didn't, I didn't understand when that I, call. What was it, Mitchell Schwartz or whatever on Twitter? I think he pointed out, and I completely agreed with him, too. They pulled the guard, yeah. you know, and why? that – Why? Just go forward. You're, it's a long, when you pull the guard, it's a developing play. You know, if everything works correctly, it looks beautiful, but there's a lot that can go wrong in a yeah. play like that. As, as Just a, keep it simple, stupid. As a defensive lineman, <laughs> you love when they're pulling a guard on the goal line in inches or short situations. Because you're, you're, if you get penetration, that disrupts everything. Yeah, he can't go anywhere. There. Here's a uh, uh, comment on the same thing, the shotgun hate from uh, Barroom Sports or whatever it's they called. They don't get a touchdown that might have been a touchdown, but more importantly, I'm going to start off by saying you run the ball down the Packers' throat the entire way down the field. You're on the one-inch yard line, and you go into shotgun to try to find a way into the end zone when you've been bowling them over with David Montgomery the whole time. If you don't have confidence in your line to get an inch, then what the hell were you doing the entire way down the field on that on that drive? I don't know if anyone on the show agrees with the shotgun Justin Fields run, but I thought it was absolute BS. I know he probably got in. I know it was probably a touchdown, but it it was aggravating to me. Maybe I'm maybe I'm old school, but I think that you can make a statement to say we're gonna blow your off the line. We're gonna get an inch to get us back into the ball game. And you know, Dave Wanstead, again, I'm a fan. Um, He's been on a lot of these different shows that I've been seeing. He's been talking a lot about this. I might even have a clip about it, but his whole thing is, you know, that they, they just don't practice this stuff anymore and they, and they don't have confidence in it. That's the big, he, it was on uh 33rd team. I think he, he did a thing, but um, the, the issue is, as they said, you know what? You don't have confidence. They don't because they don't practice it. They don't have confidence that they're going to win trench warfare. They don't have confidence that we're going to be the bigger, stronger team because you're not teaching your team to be the big, strong team anymore. Packers, maybe, but a lot of teams, you know, you got Ravens, you got some teams that are trying to go in that direction, but teams are not going that direction anymore. I mean, even the Packers, you you don't get the big brawlers today. You get the athletic offensive linemen that can move. And yeah, you, you talk, you talk about you know, a mentality and all this stuff, but that's very different. Then, you know, again, the Dave Wanstead days, and he's talking about, you know, we, we, we ran goal line drills, live contact, full pads, goal line drill, where if the guy in front of you is two inches off the ground, you go one inch off the ground. You get low, you push, you drive. They took pride in it. Now it's talk. It's, it's just talk. And so to be honest, you know, and, and they, they ran stats, PFF ran stats and said there's actually, it's more successful to run shotgun at goal line. You know, when you just look at the, the pure stats, there's more success doing it because it's what teams are doing now. 
you know, we're going to kind of spread it out. We spread out the defense. We try to play the numbers game, just like every other part of the of the field. And we, we play the numbers. The pulling guard thing is a little surprising, but similar concepts. We shift the numbers from here to here, giving us an advantage. And we, we walk in and it, it, it is a little bit sad. And I certainly understand the frustration of, of being a team that muscled your way down and then says, I don't have the confidence in just pushing this team. And, and to be fair, defenses don't really do that anymore either. Maybe the problem is that offensive line is, is, is less physical than defense. You don't try. I don't know. I don't know. But it's, it is, it is a lack of confidence across the league in, in being able to just push you straight back. Anyways, what else do we got here? What other kind of hate? We got some general Phil hate. Let's just see what this is all about. Tyler Gordon, are you going to play? Tackle? Roquan, Sloquan, <laughs> as Ryan Cox said. Sloquan Smith, you want to get paid? Make a fucking play. Make a play. We're all looking around for somebody else to do something. I don't understand how, for the life of me, Travis Gibson isn't starting and playing on the opposite side of of Robert Quinn in these critical downs. Because if I see 55 go down again and not understand his assignment, fucking Aaron Rodgers is running. That's, uh, I think that's Al-Qadin Muhammad, but I'm not positive. Around you for first down. These things are important. We're sitting here watching every single time you go against your rival, you have to claw your way. Nothing is smooth. We're throwing slants. We look like we're pitching off the fucking mound at Fenway, stepping all the way down. I've never seen at the end with the interception, he's jumping in the air. He's jumping in the air. The bachelor party or not, get your shit together. Deliver the football. Tonight is one of those nights where you can feel we need somebody to step up. And Luke Getze couldn't understand that there was a guy. You know how you huddle your team? Who wants this? There was one guy standing up in his face right in front of him wearing number 32 and he still didn't call on him. He still didn't call on him. If that gives you pause, it does for me. Because there's so much about football that goes down to the barrel of pride and determination. And until we get this from our offensive coaches, you're going to be sitting on the bottom of that barrel, waiting, waiting, and waiting. Shane, that is my rant tonight. That is his rant tonight. And um, I keep deleting my notes. I'm such a freak about tabs being open, and I keep deleting them taking notes of where all the swears are. Now i got to go back and listen to the whole stupid thing to find. <laughs> For the 90th time, I have to listen to it to find all the swears. Anyways, again, is this a different tone? Is this a different tone? Is this how it sounded to you? Sloquan? How many... Have you ever heard a Bears fan in the offseason call Roquan Sloquan? If you as a Packer fan called Roquan Smith Sloquan, 
you would have been absolutely eviscerated. How dare you, idiot? You've never watched film in your life. Why don't we pick a player? How about a player we haven't talked about yet? Mr. Cole Komet. What's the tone on Cole Komet? Did you watch Cole Komet? (laughs) He's falling on the back of his court. Drive your f***ing legs, bro. It's fourth down. Fourth down. So aside from the drop, one of the things that uh, Bears fans have been really angry about was on that fourth down play into the goal line, it looks like Cole Komet decided that rather than drive the whole pile into the end zone using energy and force to push forward, he decided to grab the guard who was trying to grab Justin Fields and pull back. He was pulling on that guard and pulling him off of Justin Fields, which is doing what? It's pulling the guard back who's pulling Justin Fields. He's helping the guard pull Justin Fields out of the end zone, right? (laughs) Or away from the end zone. So obviously he helped us not get a touchdown on that play because he's a big dum-dum. You know, you're moving on. Also, it looked like Cole Komet was like pulling his guy off of fields instead of pushing the whole pile forward. Yeah, I, I didn't understand What was that? that? I'm, like, I'm like, you're hurting the progress. He's like He's... trying to pull the guard off him. No, push him. Push it's him, as much man. of an I... whooping as it felt like. They scored that touchdown. It's a seven-point game with eight minutes to play. I, I don't get the Cole Komet thing. I, I just don't get it. And again, it's funny because this is the positive crew, right? This is this is the, you know, we try to stay a little bit on the on the positive. You know, we'll talk about the negative, but we, we want to put a slight positive spin on thing. The guy's just sitting there going, I don't get it, man. I just I'm over this Justin Fields experiment or the uh, Cole Komet experiment. It's it's over. I'm I'm this is stupid. He's not good. Have to deal with Cole Komet, catch a freaking ball. You know, this is year three now. You had a great preseason, you looked good at camp. We were all very excited for you. It's time to put up or shut up, because if you don't do it this year, we're all running you out of town. We'll make sure of it as Bears fans. Wait, so now you're running him out of town? I thought I thought he was going to break out. I thought he was this next great thing. You guys will see. PFF is stupid. You guys don't know what you're talking about. He's really good. You know, he didn't get touchdowns, but he's still a good this or that. What What is he? What is he? Why are you running him out of town? I'm sorry. I'm 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 a little slow. I'm missing it here. I don't understand. I thought he was really good at football or something. Well, my, I was going to say my overreaction... Cole Komet sucks. I'm sick of it. <laughs> no, you, 11 passes, whatever. You have one hit you in the numbers and you drop it. You know? Hey, you get paid big bucks. Catch the ball. You suck. <laughs> I mean, that's my overreaction. I'm t- there you go. So, I don't know, man. I, I This is just not what I was hearing not too long ago, like less than a week ago. It's just weird. I I, I don't know. I'm, I'm I guess I'm just a little confused about Mark, it. One last note on the offense before we go to the Packers offense and the Bears defense. Where's Darnell Mooney and Cole Komet? I don't know. Where are they? I'll just read some stats here. You ready? Maybe they saw I'm ready. Darnell Mooney, one catch, negative four yards on two targets. Okay. Cole Komet, no catches on one target, and he dropped what would have been an easy six or seven yard catch. Is that bad? Cole Komet has zero catches in two games. Darnell Mooney has two catches. He had eight yards in the first game, negative four tonight. That's got to change. So wait, wait, that's, what is that, four targets, two receptions for four yards between the two of them in two games? Your number one wide receiver, top 10 wide receiver in the NFL who cracked a breakout year, cracked a thousand yards last year, that guy, and then Cole Komet, your big breakout star, tight end. This is, this is what you've produced in two weeks. Granted, week one was a monsoon. <laughs> Stupid. But let's talk about some of these weapons. Let's talk about um, how the weapons in general are doing these days. Something doesn't feel right. I, I don't want to have like a, 
my, my, my radar going off because I do think there were some good moments against the 49ers. Adam and Jones. I don't want to be guilty of overreacting. But when your top three pass catchers or your, 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 the three players who are supposed to be your top three pass catchers have that type of performance combined and your quarterback only <laughs> attempts 11 passes for 48 net passing yards, like something is off. Something is off here. The awakening is happening. Right? It, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I thought all the idiot Packer fans who don't know what they're talking about have been saying this all along. And one bad performance is all it takes for you to realize not Packer fans were right all along. That's all it takes? Your confidence in your team was that thin? Your confidence in Roquan over all these years being a top three linebacker is so thin that after one bad game, you think he's not worth the money? Your confidence in your weapons was so thin that, that you know, two bad weeks, one of them was a monsoon. That's all it takes for you not to have confidence in, in your receivers anymore? one. How about this? Who said it during when we were watching a game that Mooney might only get 300 yards this year? <laughs> Someone said that, didn't they? Was that was that was that I Blaine Carmen? I don't get, hashtag Blaine Carmen. I don't I don't I don't get that credit. No that, no no. That, but like someone was like I think joking like, hey he might only get three hundred passing yards this year. I got news for you, Darnell Mooney's on pace for sixty eight receiving yards this season. No, I said that. <laughs> I did because I'm like wow like it, it's very revealing right through these That's, two games. I know the season isn't over, but when you when your best receiver had over a thousand last year with everything going on with the offense. We thought, oh, this would be a new offensive team. I thought it from what we saw in the preseason. And it's like, wow, this is a lot different than we Col- thought. Colcomet has zero catches in exactly. two games. Mooney's got two catches. Mooney has two for four yards total because he yeah. lost four yards yeah, today. Four. <laughs> yeah. so, I think so all that concern in the offseason about them not having enough weapons, how do you argue after two games that it's not true? I don't know. How do you argue? I guess we'll find out pretty soon. I'm sure... I'm sure the uh, the brilliant geniuses on Twitter will have plenty to say and plenty to argue about, but the reality is that every thinking Bears fan out there right now recognizes the problem. And whether Bears Twitter will own up to it or not is a separate issue. It's blatantly obvious, and every honest human being on planet Earth is looking at what's going on right now and saying, okay, you know what, maybe we were wrong. In fact, it's getting to the point that they want to look elsewhere. Better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Some, somebody had a pretty yeah. good comment here about if... Uh, the Bears might upgrade a receiver midway through the season. Remember we talked yeah. about Odell Beckham, but I think the Bears have to be in the hunt for something. Yeah, Odell's not signing. What's Nikhil Harry yeah. still to come back to this team, right? <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying he's going to help. I'm just <laughs> saying that yeah. is the other yeah. guy. But like, right? I, I, that I, is a human being who will be coming off IR <laughs> at some point, yes. yes. But I'm saying like a playmaker, <laughs> right? Like an Odell if yeah. he's healthy. Bayless. Core Wounds out here being like, Odell's a hail maybe they'll trade for somebody who can actually play. <laughs> Yeah, Odell's like, a real Hail Mary. Nikhil Harry. Well, don't forget Byron about Nikhil is all I'm saying. I, I know they're going <laughs> to. Nikhil, come back. Save yeah. this offense, Nikhil. I, got you I, back, I just Nikhil. hope the Bears make a Jeez. run and, and they're winning some games and then maybe we can get an Odell Beckham type. We need, we- just listen to them cackling. It's like, it, they're, they are already a joke even to each other. The fact, the fact that they're like, maybe we can, he, they literally said maybe we can find somebody that can actually play wide receiver. Maybe we can get an Odell Beckham. And then Nikhil Harry, they started laughing hysterically that Nikhil Harry could actually help this team. (laughs) Oh, this is glorious. How about their hero, Byron Pringle, who's better than everybody on our team? Well, Byron Pringle and St. Brown are who they are. 
You know, I, I mean, Pringle played tonight, by the way, because I saw him Did fall he? start he, twice on one play. Yeah, that was amazing. He, said he, he fall twice. started, and the ref gave him a break and didn't call it, and then he flinched again, and then he called it. <laughs> That's hard to do. <laughs> Come on, Byron Pringles. Give me the feel or flavor of Pringle. We can Pringles. catch on the end of it. Chicago's now. Uh, catch a ball. Do something. This Byron Pringles. Oh, oh this. this Byron Pringles. Got to do something. Hey, hey, hey Will. Just, uh, one back on track for just a minute. Anyways, so Byron Pringles. He started off by saying, by the way, he played today. Why? Because Pringle was a ghost. The only reason you knew he was even on the field is because he false started twice in one play. <laughs> This is, again, Byron Pringle is supposed to be better than everybody that the Packers have. Mooney and Pringle would be one and two on Green Bay on the Green Bay Packers right now, according to Bears fans, which is hilarious considering Equinemia St. Brown is their number one wide receiver right now. Hilarious. Some more on Mr. Byron Pringle. Catch? Yes. You, you know what's amazing is by himself, Byron Pringle had twice as many false starts on one play than they had combined catches. <laughs> Did you see that false start? Yeah. It's the same guy, but he's on a different show talking about it. But twice as many false starts on one play as they had combined catches. I'm guessing that was Pringle and Komet. I don't know exactly who he's talking about. doesn't matter. It's hilarious no matter who he's talking about. The defense wasn't without criticism, though. They also went hard at the defense. But actually, sorry, I got one more Byron Pringle here for you. You know, standing our toes back there. And if nothing, it was Byron Pringle, uh, other than that, that false start, I didn't see him do anything today right. in, in this football game. I, I didn't even see him actually in the first half. I don't know if you guys saw him even get any snaps in the first half. So I don't know if there was some sort of disciplinary thing. It was, was it a whole thing in terms of what their offensive game plan was. But that was a guy that was brought in here as a, as a, as a positive. It was a guy that can kind of come in and contribute. So uh, I, did, I did like the connection with St. Brown. So, again, they're wondering if he had disciplinary action. He was so absent. He was so erased from the field, they thought maybe he got suspended in the first half or something. <laughs> but a couple comments, uh, even on the defense. Obviously, Kyler the Gordon. Major I think Kyler thing. Gordon had a long night. Oh, boy. So, Kyler Gordon got the uh, Kindleville door treatment and the Duke Shelley treatment. Yeah, welcome to the Rogers. NFL. Yes. Uh, here's, here's almost what... Here's what I'm concerned more about. I'm not. The, the fact that they looked at the film and they said, okay, this is who we're going after. And it wasn't just in the passing game, Johns. They were running to his side on purpose. Yeah. And, and putting him in a position where he had to either keep contain or make a tackle, get a field to make the tackle. And they kept running at him. So, like, I can live with the fact that they're playing young guys, and I don't care how high you're drafted, you're going to make rookie mistakes. And early on in the game, I'm like, uh, okay, they're kind of targeting him. But the reason you play him is because he still had that pass break up at the end zone, saved the touchdown, even though he technically got beat on the play. Like, that's why he's getting the play, because he has that athleticism so to learn on the fly. But when it was like that many plays throughout the game. It was continuous. Yeah. You missed a few tackles. Like, I, I, I can accept him losing the occasional one-on-one battle to the more experienced receiver in Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins should win some of those. You accept that. 
but the missed tackles and open field, but Kyler Gordon wasn't the only one guilty of that. There were a right. lot of missed. So, and, and I don't know if, well, we'll go through these, but it kind of points to a little bit of what the Packers, as far as not pushing rookies out there, because the fact of the matter is the Bears are trying to prove their GM right. They're trying to, you know, everybody wanted to get offensive help. They chose not to do it. They chose to go defense. And they chose two defensive players, and both of them are starting. And one of them is starting in a, in a very prominent role that requires you to not only be a very experienced corner because you got to cover the whole route tree, but to be able to play in the run. And the Packers watched the film and said, this guy sucks and is not ready, and we're going we're gonna to see if he can hang, and he couldn't. And they beat up on him all game long, and the Bears refused to do anything about it because what are you going to do? Are you going to bench your rookie in, in the second game? I don't know. How about this fun little stat on the defense? Today I had this line in my in my column. When you when you have more missed tackles than pass attempts, that's a problem, Adam. <laughs> that's a problem, Adam. Yes, it is. Um, you know, just Eberflus in general wasn't safe. It, it's very surprising because Eberflus, his defense is disciplined, right? They're gonna stop the run. And in the past two weeks, we really haven't seen that. They did it in the second half against the 49ers, but as a whole. This rush defense has been poor, and it's, it's very surprising, right? Because that's stuff, you know, guys getting out of their gaps that we saw, guys getting reached. And the thing is, people say, well, if, if you have penetration in the backfield, right, and, and you get push in there, it almost doesn't matter if you're getting reached. But we didn't see penetration, and we saw those guys getting reached. So if you don't have penetration in there, they're going to be able to run all day. So, again, it's like, you know, we, we're excited about the O.C., and he sucks. And we were excited about Eberflus because he's going to bring in a disciplined defense, and I'm not seeing the discipline. Even when they try to bring up a positive stat, they're laughing at it. It was really incredible. Like, the group he was in, every other corner Jalen Johnson. at least seven targets, and he still has a goose egg at zero. That's like crazy incredible. Definitely good, but why go after Jalen when you have Kyler Gordon to go after, too? <laughs> I think might have played an element in that, but at the same time, credit to Jalen. So, again, Jalen Johnson hasn't been targeted all game. Well, yeah, because look who's on the other side. Why would you bother throwing at Jalen? <laughs> That's not the mismatch. Some more Kyler hate coming up. And loud booms. Uh, I'm a, can, I, can I double up on, on Woot's overreaction? Hey, hey, Kyler Gordon, you're like the sixth best rookie on this team right now. There's an overreaction <laughs> for you. I mean, you are, you are behind yeah. Brisker. You are behind Jones. You're behind Trenton Gill. Mm-hmm. You're behind... Uh, Dom Rob. You're behind Dom Rob. You're pulling up the rear as the yeah. first pick here, dog. That's what's going on right now. They, they picked on him all day today. I mean, you know, he was their first pick, and is their worst player on the ent- of the entire draft class right now. Now he's in a not in a tougher spot necessarily than everybody. I mean, they got a fifth round rookie playing left tackle for crying out loud. But you know, not everybody is in as difficult of a, of a role. But that's still crazy. That's pretty nuts. A um, couple other sort of random things. Uh, let's go over here. This is from 670, The Score. Yeah. I can't figure out what I'm watching as far as are the issues with the passing game on the quarterback or is it on the talent level or is it a combination of both? Yeah, it's everything, Lawrence. It's the protection. It's the quarterback. It's the receiving core. There just aren't a lot of answers. And we forecast this for months, right? We knew that the Bears didn't do a lot to upgrade the offensive line, didn't do a lot to put a lot of uh, established playmakers and proven guys around Justin Fields. And so they were going to have a thin margin for error. What I thought the Bears were going to be able to count on was David Montgomery as a a beast running back out of the backfield. He showed that last night. And then I thought you had an emerging 
receiver in Darnell Mooney and, a, a, and an on-the-rise tight end in Cole Komet, who through two games, I think, have a combined four receiving yards. And that's majorly disappointing and certainly in need of solution here as they go into a, a game next week that, that this isn't easy. I, I hope folks in Chicago understand that the Houston Texans defense flummoxed Russell Wilson for a good chunk of that game yesterday. And so given where the Bears are, I, I wouldn't walk into Soldier Field thinking, oh, it's just the Texans. We're going to walk out with another home win. This could be another ugly one that, that then <laughs> makes next Bears Monday even more uh, agitated than this. So I, I wasn't planning on moving on to that note in necessarily, but a couple things before we get into the Texans, uh, who they play next week. Um, again, the, the problem is everything. But he's even being a little bit modest. And, and you know, he's a professional guy and who, who works with the team, whatever, so he may not be quite as optimistic as some fans. But let's be completely honest. Most fans aren't just looking at Mooney and Komet and saying, hey, at least we have that. Most fans are looking at Mooney and Komet and saying we have a, a, a better than, than expected offensive line and saying Justin Fields is a very good and emerging quarterback. These are the things that people are saying, and none of that is happening. Aside from your running back having one good game, not two. He was garbage week one. So listen, I will concede Montgomery was an absolute animal, but trying to use one good game as proof that he's always been great he is as good as any running back we've ever had here, you know, as good as Gale Sayers, <laughs> and will always be good, is silly. It was one really good game, and let's be completely honest, the Packers' tackling was garbage. So let's relax. I mean, Aaron Jones ran for almost 10 yards per carry in this game. I don't expect him to do that very much the rest of the year, if at all, because I'm not stupid. So, yeah, I, I like him. Montgomery. I think he's a good running back. I think he'll be better than he was last year, but dude, give me a break. Anyways, let's let's talk about the Texans a little bit because it's funny. A lot of people are looking at it going, hey, at least it's the Texans next week. But the funny thing is the Texans are saying the exact same thing about the Bears. And the Texans are pretty scrappy. And some Bears fans are looking at it going, hey, at least we got the Texans. We'll whoop them. And, you know, we got a, we got a manageable schedule. Texans, Giants, we can win those. We can be three and one and all this stuff. But those are bad teams looking at the Bears going, hey, at least we got to play the Bears, right? So some Bears fans and, and podcasters or whatever are looking at it going, I don't know, dude, Texans might be scary, especially after what I've been seeing. And an upset. You said that you were concerned about Sunday against the Texans. Why? Because I think defensively they're strong, right? I think they've done some things in the first two weeks to – uh, really make life difficult on Matt Ryan and Russell Wilson, right? Like those are two pretty accomplished, uh, established quarters. Significantly better than Justin Fields, yes. There, I think they also have a running back, like I said, that that can run the ball hard. And when you just give up uh, the the number of rushing yards, 414 total yards given up last night by the Bears defense, you can't walk into a game just thinking, hey, we're gonna be we're gonna be right here, and and the game's gonna be within reach, and all we have to do is make one broken play into a, a magic act, and we, and we get a win. You've got to be sound every single week with the talent that you have on this roster to be competitive and win games. And, and <laughs> I just hope the bears are very aware after this performance Sunday night at, at what they're looking at in terms of competition across the rest of the league. And, and, and certainly I just, I, man, you got to find something in your passing attack. You can't have Darnell Mooney with, with two catches for four yards after two weeks. You can't. Yeah. So, and again, he, he brought up the point. This is going long, but you know, you'll have to forgive me when your roster is as bad as it is. You better be real good every week. I don't care who your opponent is because, again, you can point at those other teams and say those are easy games. You are the team that other teams point to and say, hey, there's an easy game for us. You're counting those games as wins. They're counting you as a win. Somebody's going to be wrong. And then there was uh, this little ditty right here. 
games like this. It's it's the games like next week against the Texans that you're gonna lose your mind over if they lose. <laughs> oh. Yes. Yeah. You should have the advantage in, in quarterback. You should. You should, but that's the problem. Do that. You I should. Mean, I'm being dead serious. Like, I'm not gonna be completely shocked if Davis Mills outplays Justin Fields next week. Why would you be? And I hate that we're even in a position where that's a question. That's kind of the problem here. It's just like I, I find it difficult to have 48 net passing yards in just t- today's NFL. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, you haven't been covering the Bears long enough, my friend. Yeah, well, <laughs> but that, that, the point stands, as he said, um, you, you know, when, when your passing attack is as lethargic as it is and you're trying to play 1950s football, 1920s football, you will not be able to compete. I don't care how much you think the Texans suck. And granted, I think we might have seen a little dash of that. You know, and, that, and that's the other thing. You know, we spent a lot of time talking about, see, that's how much the Bears suck. We should be giving this defense a little bit of credit. I know we're a little hesitant and a little nervous. And, you know, the, the Vikings certainly kind of made us a little worried. And we're still not sure about the safeties. And there's, there's cause for hesitation. Bears fans are wondering if they even have a, a team that can compete looking at those stats. And the Packers did that to them. Darnell Mooney, one reception for negative four yards in this game. That's it. And it was not Jair Alexander man-to-man. I'm not, I'm not taking away. I'm sure he was against him plenty of times, but it takes the entire defense to pull that off. There's no, there is nowhere that they could have moved Darnell Mooney on this defense that gave the Bears the advantage. That's the problem. Anyways, I got a bunch more notes, but there's, there's just one other category that I want to touch on, and I, I really got to get out of here, and that is laughing at people that actually bought in to uh, all the, the actual hype. Come on, load up. Seven, eight minutes to go, but let's be clear. Uh, last night was a reality check. Uh, the North still runs through Green Bay. Uh, I bit the cheese. I fell into it. I'll admit it. I was like, oh, the Packers don't look good. The receivers don't look great. Bears uh, defense is pretty strong. I think they're going to be able to make some plays. And yeah, the, they're not there yet. They're not there yet. I still think this team can do some things this year, but last night was a reality check. Uh, it uh, it did not go very well. What? So again... Buying into the hype until reality smacks you in the face, like happens every year. And by the way, the Vikings, it took until week two, and reality just punched them right in the face. Here's a couple other clips in a similar vein, laughing at the guy who picked the Bears to win. Rags. Got it. Yeah. Hanging I mean, in there, buddy. Hey, we, yeah, I'm fine. You know, I got to eat the crow a little bit. I picked them to win, and I did believe it. Wasn't gas. You said and- you were more confident than you've ever been in your entire life. <laughs> this is what we go through as fans. They're right? laughing at him. You know, we- I, I knew, man. I. I- Aaron Rodgers, I'm telling you, he he has the Bears. I know. I'm I'm actually mad at myself too because I've been on like I, a four year run of refusing to pick the Bears in this game because Aaron Rodgers is inevitable, and I just thought it was the right time. We tricked you. Bears Twitter tricked it, you into this one. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny because they all get it. This is Bears Twitter. They're over overly optimistic goofballs that say nonsense, and and actual intelligent objective people understand all of this stuff. I'm not playing you Packers podcasts. These are not Packers YouTube channels. These are not Vikings YouTube channels. These are not even national NFL, national media people. These are Chicago Bears fans and Chicago Bears media realizing I got duped into this by buying into all this nonsense hype that Bears Twitter was pumping out. And Bears Twitter doesn't know what the heck they're talking about. Football team on on both sides of the ball. I promised myself all offseason. I was like, Keep your expectations low yeah. and just enjoy whatever comes. 
And of course, they win week one, and I start seeing that tunnel vision of how they can get to four and zero with some winnable games after the Green yeah. Bay game. I fall, for, I yeah. fell for it. All right, I'm a meatball. I can't. I'll wear the <laughs> meatball costume next Sunday. I don't care. I mean, Green Bay will probably win the NFC North. To be honest with you, they they struggle playing the Vikings at Minnesota, right in that stadium. They Aaron Rodgers. They've always split the games. You know, when they play in Minnesota. Minnesota wins, and they come back to Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers always wins. Yep. That's a tough place to play with the crowd rocking. They had Daniel Hunter, Darius Smith, you know, breathing down Rodgers' neck. So I, I, I took that last game with a grain of salt. So Green Bay is a really good team. So there's some other bonus material I'm not going to be able to get to because dinner's done and i got to get going. I've been down here working on podcasts all day. Um, but, again, reality has smacked them right in the face. Let, let, let's be honest. Week one was a garbage win. The 49ers were the better team. The Bears ended up eking out a win because the 49ers gave it away with penalties and turnovers and, ju- and, ter- and Trey Lance being garbage. And yes, a fourth quarter monsoon that prevented the 49ers from actually doing anything or mounting any kind of comeback as if it was even possible to begin with because, again, they were playing like trash. Then you come to Green Bay. You continue to play like trash, but the Packers don't just hand you the game, although they did try. We gave you a turnover. Um, we, we gave you one turnover. We almost gave you a second one, and you still gave the game away because of how bad of a football team you are. And everybody's starting to recognize it now. Bears Twitter is not, but most of the objective Bears media are looking at it going, yeah, this sucks. Anyways, I got to go. You folks have yourselves a fantastic day. I will talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye-bye.